You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. So here's a thing that I completely undervalued in the past. This idea of actually (laughs) committing to taking time out of your schedule, taking time out of your day-to-day, taking time out of all the working in your business to actually sit down and do a reflection on the last 12 months. And for those of you guys who've been listening to the podcast for forever, you'll know that probably one of my earliest podcast episodes was my reflection on 2018. And that was the year that I vividly remember, huh, my approach to wedding consultations is so backwards. And it was because I finally made the commitment to sit down and actually go through and reflect, look at what's working, what's not working. And I know for me, I had made the commitment so many times be like, yeah, that's a great idea. I should put that on my to-do list but I never actually would do it. (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, I'm too busy. I got to react to all the emails that are in my inbox or making sure I'm doing this and making sure I'm doing that. But I promise you, A, taking the time to do this reflection doesn't have to be an epically time-consuming experience. And B, it actually is one of the most valuable 60 minutes that you will spend as a human being if you make it happen. So I wanted to take this time to go through with you just my process and my observations from the last 12 months. And most importantly, I want you to put in your calendar, make a date with yourself to just decide and sit down and reflect on the year so that you can really take the lessons and then integrate them in 2023. And I will tell you, like everything else I do, this isn't complicated. I'm not even going to give you a worksheet. I'm not even going to be like, here's a cool template for you to fill in. We're not going to make it hard. What I want you to simply look at and what I want you to do is zoom back, look at your calendar, look at the events that you produced, look at the content that you posted on Instagram, look at all the things that you did, the things that you produced in the last 12 months. And remember, that's 12 months of being a human being. You have accomplished a lot. Even though your human brain right now is saying, I'm not there, I'm never going to get there, this is never going to (laughs) work. If you actually go back, and my three favorite things to look at, the first place I will tell you to go back is look at your calendar. So whether you have a pen and paper calendar, a digital calendar, or I don't know, some other piece of technology, a Palm Pilot, go back and actually just flip through, take a minute and flip through your calendar in the last 12 months. Remind yourself of what you were doing January, February, March, April, May. Remind yourself of the activities that you had committed to. Remind yourself of what you have done in the last 12 months. And that's just simply to refresh your memory, because most of us can't remember what we did two weeks ago. (laughs) We're just so focused on the I'm not there yet experience that we don't remember what we did in April of 2022. 
So refreshing your memory by looking at your calendar is super helpful. Refreshing your memory by looking at your Instagram content is also super helpful. Actually going back and looking at what you were posting January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September of this year, I find that exercise really helpful because it triggers me and it helps me understand where my brain was at. Where was my mindset? What was I struggling with? What was I trying to sort out from a content point of view? What was on my mind? What is the kind of stuff that I was putting onto Instagram? Because so much of what we're doing in our business and so much what you might be doing from a marketing point of view is reflected in some of those day-to-day pieces of content that you produce. It's very likely (laughs) 12 months ago, you weren't doing reels and now you are. So just this time to reflect and looking back at some of that content, Instagram is one place that I also find really helpful. The third place that I find really helpful is the sent folder of your email inbox. (laughs) It's such a very specific place, but if you go back and look at the emails that you were sending, even who you were going back and forth with, the topics that you might have been talking to people about, emails that maybe you sent your mom, whatever. But I find that third place super helpful to look at when it comes to refreshing your own memory in terms of the stuff, the things that you've done in the last 12 months. So looking at your calendar, look at your social media content, and look at your email sent folder. What I start to see and what I start to observe is, holy crap, we have navigated so much change. We've made so many decisions in our business. We've made so many different iterations and updates and evolutions in the last 12 months. And it's really helpful to pause and take a moment to celebrate the fact that you're still here you're still here, you're still showing up, and you're still putting in the work. And once you take the time and you refresh your memory with social media content, looking at your calendar, looking at your sent emails, I want you then to start to really consider what are the three lessons that you want to carry from 2022 and take with you into 2023. And some of these might be very functional, practical lessons, like don't book more than two weddings on the same day. (laughs) Or it might be things like, hey, it's okay to take this day off. It's okay to hand the keys over to your staff for these two weeks. It's okay to start to close early. It's okay to go in and continually make updates to your website. It might be something like go in and book a brand photo shoot twice in 2023. It might be commit to going to more workshops. Whatever observations, lessons that you have once you start to evaluate your calendar, your sent emails, your social media content, what you can start to do is really then go, okay, what are the lessons I want to take with me in 2023? I am going to share with you the three lessons I am going to take with me in 2023. And this is how simple I want to allow your annual reflection to be. 
One of the things I've become really obsessed with in the last four weeks is this idea of how overly complicated we make everything. And we make everything very complicated from a business point of view, and we make everything very complicated from a being a human being point of view. And you guys will have heard me talk about this quote from Warren Buffett and this, humans have an innate ability to overcomplicate the most simple concepts and simple activities. I know for a fact, (laughs) like the top of the rung when it comes to making this happen, particularly running a business. I know that for me, if you are anything like me and you've worked a big portion of your career in the corporate world, there is an innate value put on things that are more complicated. You always in working in corporate, there was always this, whoever is the smartest person in the room, if you're working in marketing, whoever has the most complicated marketing plan is at the top of the totem pole. When in actual fact, what if part of our job, what if part of our strategy, what if the idea of being able to shortcut your progress comes through simplicity? So I've been reading this book called The 80-20 Principle. I'm not going to lie, it's pretty dry and boring. So I'm not going to necessarily say go out there and read it. But the concept of the 80-20 Principle or Pareto's Principle was developed many, many, many decades ago. And this book talks about its application in hundreds of different areas of business. And it's really fascinating. It's been so helpful in the last few weeks to really take this idea and take your own creativity and apply it to your own business. So a few of the observations that I have had just in reading this book, and I'm not even finished this book at this point in time. But one of the best aha moments that I have had that could be really helpful for you in your business is that 80% of the perceived value of your customer's experience in your business could be delivered by 20% of your effort. So I know when I think this through, if we take the experience of possibly planning a wedding or a customer coming in to pick up a bouquet or doing a bouquet delivery, if we take this concept of 80% of the perceived customer value is delivered by 20% of the effort, it actually helps you really hone in on the pieces of your customer service experience that are the most important. It's very possible that the bouquet delivery experience is contributing to that 80% perceived value. Not all the details in the day, not all of the shenanigans that we have to navigate behind the scenes, possibly not even the placement of that final rose in the archway. It might be that the things that matter the most when it comes to a wedding are some of the smaller details. And that gives you permission to let go of so much of where we spend our time, energy, and effort and really focus in on that 20% of your effort that delivers 80% of the impact. I was even thinking about this in terms of how it applies to a very simple bouquet. It's very possible that your customer's perceived value, 80% of your customer's perceived value is in the wrapping, the shelf life of the ingredients, and the customer service experience that's wrapped around it. That so flies in the face of so much of what we think within our industry because we're taught that it's the best designer who wins. 
maybe what your customer cares about the most is the wrapping, the customer service, and the shelf life of the product. So that that's where you pour your attention. That's where your team can pour your its attention into making sure it's delivering, over-delivering in your customers' expectations. It's just a super helpful principle that from reading this book, I think there's so many different applications. So if you've ever heard of Pareto Principle, take the concept and really like push it to the extreme in every area of your business that you could possibly imagine. The other very specific concept that he passes along with Pareto's principle is that 80% of your profit, so not your sales, but your profit are driven by 20% of your products. And this is where for those of you guys trying to sort out your online catalog or potentially looking at expanding your offering or thinking about wanting to add new things into your business, what if part of the job, what if the secret to your success is in the simplicity? And when you can start to look at the service that you provide and the specifics within those services that you provide, it might be that 20% of your services deliver 80% of your profit. And part of what you might want to do moving into 2023 is actually looking at how you could simplify your offering instead of thinking that we need to add more. And a little note to all of the people who have a human brain that operates a lot like mine, don't go beating yourself up for having the desire to add more because that's how so many business coaches offer up solutions. That's how so many accountants operate. And that's how so much of our industry operates. And I know when I think back, it's like, well, absolutely. Kathleen used to believe, and I still will fall into the habit of thinking more is better. But what if the magic bullet is simplicity? So that's been one of my biggest observations in terms of what I want to take with me in 2023. And I am such an advocate of prioritizing and taking the time to actually sit down and look at your data. And I know we all put it on our to-do list and we're like, Kathleen told me I should do this, but we never make time for it. But a few weeks ago, I sat down and I was just looking at some of our very basic revenue data. And I started thinking, okay, what am I seeing here? What could I do in terms of simplifying our effort to really hone in on what's actually delivering revenue for the business? Where are the customers coming from? What is creating the best impact? If we only have so many hours in a day and we don't want to be working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, your job is to learn to prioritize. It's really valuable to be able to sit down and look at the data because when you look at your data, you can go, okay, so this is where my customers are coming from. This is where my current marketing efforts are being put forward, but this is what's having the most impact. Looking at your data, I find it one of the most empowering exercises as a business owner because in our heads, you and I always have this experience of, I'm never going to get there. This is never going to work. I'm not making any progress. When you start to look at your data and you build the muscle, the habit of looking at your data, you'll start to see, okay, I am moving forward. I just might not be moving forward at the pace I want to be moving at. And you can start to see where your effort is actually paying off in your business. Because not all Instagram posts, emails, advertising platforms, updates to websites, hires that you make with your team, contractors that you bring in to your team, whatever it is that you're looking at, they're not all created equal. 
But when you can start to look at your data and make some guesses, it doesn't even need to be perfect. But if you know, okay, this is my revenue, these are the channels that I'm prioritizing, this is where my money is coming in, and you make the habit of looking at it, it might become so crystal clear to you that your best customers are coming from Google Ads. So you can take the pressure off yourself to have to be showing up on social media 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you know that your best customers are buying some of your best sympathy arrangements and they're great, beautiful arrangements and everybody's really happy with the quality and you've got your production line down and you've got your recipes sorted, okay, what happens if you started to look at some of those and go, do I need to simplify this? Should I offer one that's at a slightly higher price point? Should I go in and review my price points? Like, What are the things I want to take with me moving forward? Lesson number one is a reminder to all of us, focus on the data. I have gotten out of the habit of making this happen and we are making this a priority as we wrap up 2022 and building it into our habit moving into 2023. So my lesson for the year for all of us, come back and focus on the data. Number two, And this one is one for all of us to remember all of the time. And I don't think any one of us can be reminded of it too often or too frequently. Decide what you want. The thing that nobody tells you when you decide to start a business is that you are at the top of the food chain. And we are so well conditioned between having parents, going to school, having a job. We are so well practiced at people outside of us telling us this is what you need to be doing. So then you step into the experience of being a business owner and we're still looking outside of us for this is what you need to be doing. When in actual fact, job number one, decide what you want. And I totally 100% will be the first to tell you that in my experience of building our flower business, I was like, oh yeah. No, I was just reacting to what I thought everybody else wanted. I thought saying yes to 100 weddings was the way of the future. I thought that having a super busy, super cute retail shop was the only way to be successful. I thought you had to be completely competent at installations and bouquets and funeral work and corporate work and being able to cater to the restaurants and putting on workshops. It's exhausting even just making that list. Like I literally thought that you had to be phenomenal at all of those things in order to be successful. Until the day that I woke up and I was like, I don't like this job. This job that I have created for myself is not what I want to be doing. I know that when I'm like, hey, I think going and working at McDonald's might be more fun. For me, that's like such a great like star sign of like, uh, I think you need to really think about what you're doing with your time because we're so used to as human beings, right? Falling into line and having everybody else have authority over our schedule and authority over our business. So then it's super uncomfortable when all of a sudden you kind of poke your head out of the quicksand and you're like, I hate this. (laughs) But here's my theory. And here's what I think is really helpful. You will run into burnout if you're not in alignment with what you really want to be doing. You will run into burnout if you're not in alignment with what you are really wanting to be doing because it becomes this exhausting slog 
right? And you're just kind of on the hamster wheel, you're on the treadmill doing the same thing day in and day out, and you like are suffocating yourself. So if you ever find yourself at burnout, if you ever feel the burnout, if you are in a moment of burnout now, go for a walk. Don't be listening to a podcast, maybe don't even listen to music and just ask yourself, what is it that I want? What is it that I want to create with this business? And for those of you that have been in business for a while, I want to explicitly give you permission to change your mind. I know that we can very easily in our industry get so wrapped up with what everybody else is doing and thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll open a second shop and then I'll do this over here and then I'll launch a whole online flower school workshop extravaganza, which is awesome. If those things are answering the question, what is it that I want? And this is something that only you can answer for yourself. You can't go to somebody else and say, hey, what is it that I want? (laughs) I was like, this is such a fascinating observation that I had a few weeks ago. We went out for lunch and I was looking at the menu. And here's where in my head, I look at the menu at a restaurant and I can see my brain immediately switch from what is it that I want to what should I eat? right? Particularly as women and all the diet advertising that's around, it's like, well, you should eat the salad. You should eat the healthiest thing that's on this menu. And it's so interesting. Like if you just observe your brain and how much it's going to have like a circus party, (laughs) when you ask yourself, what is it that I want? It's okay if that question feels really uncomfortable because we are not used to being able to answer that question for ourselves. So give yourself space and give yourself grace and room to really dig into and think about this question. The next time you're driving to the wholesalers, get in the car and just ponder like, what is it that I want? If I could do anything, if I could create anything with this business, what is it that I'd want to create? Permission to explore. And I remember I was probably like six or seven. I think I was doing a craft project, an art project with my mom as a little hippie kid. (laughs) little hippie kid. We didn't have much money. So she was just like scrounging. This is like before the dollar store existed. We would scrounge around and have a whole bunch of like found objects from outside. We'd take like little bits of extra like googly eyes and felts and find whatever crayons still had crayony in them. (laughs) And we would just make a game. We would make an art project out of whatever we could find. That kind of childlike wonder and freedom. And just give yourself permission to wander around aimlessly asking yourself, what is it that I want? Fold the laundry and ask yourself, what is it that I want? If you're making dinner, if you're out for a walk, if you're walking the dog, if you're in the car, just shut the world out and be really, really selfish. And then make it your plan in 2023 to make that happen. But that question of what is it that I want will change the game for your business. Because instead of feeling like you're reacting to whatever everybody else is asking you to do, and you're creating a business that's just in response to what you think you should be doing, when you ask yourself, what is it that I want? Absolute magic starts to happen. So my friends, that leads me in to lesson number three, keep iterating and keep experimenting. And if I look back at even something as simple as the Instagram content that we put out in the last 12 months, I'm like, huh, like, yeah, reels had started, but this is like a whole different ballgame because Instagram has certainly come along and talked about how they're not prioritizing still images and how they're now prioritizing video and 
TikTok certainly continued to absolutely dominate in terms of mass consumption of social media. So this is the thing. The world keeps changing. Technology keeps evolving. So the longer that we put off iterating, experimenting, and changing in our own business, the further we are behind the eight ball. Technology continues to change at such an incredibly rapid pace. I am astounded. (laughs) My parents and like my in-laws who are in their 80s are able to keep up. I can't even imagine what I'm going to be like when I'm 80 with whatever technology is happening. I'll be like, I'm out. (laughs) I need a coloring book and I need my crayons and I'm just going to shut myself (laughs) from the world. I'll go for a walk and I'm going to sit at home and color. Thanks so much for letting me participate and be a human. But permission granted, Like, I think it's such a good, such a good lesson for business owners to be able to know that you can just keep iterating. And I will always come back. And those of you guys inside the Flower Boss Academy, you know, I'm such a huge fan of using the Apple iPhone as an incredible example for us to give ourselves permission to keep evolving. 15 years ago, the iPhone didn't even exist. Like 15 years ago. It wasn't even on the planet. (laughs) And now they're going to roll out version 15 before we even know. And I love that concept. And this is particularly true in the world of software is that you'll often see like version 3.0, 3.1, 3.2, 3.3. It's like explicit written permission for the software developers to keep changing and keep making updates. They go in and they fix bugs all the time. They're launching new versions of their software all the time. And I love this idea of thinking, yeah, okay, so you and your business get to do exactly the same thing. You get to call it like quite literally version 1.0, 1. 1.1, 1. 1.2, 1. 1.3, 2.0, 3.0. And I know like I've always kind of gotten in this habit of that window between Christmas and New Year's because it was the one week that our shop was closed man, I would deal with it differently now. However, (laughs) I did the best I could with what I knew. But that was the one week where we would actually close to the public. And I took that time to really reflect and like level up. I would level up my mindset. I'd level up our marketing and I'd level up our website in such an epically big way. And I love taking that window to kind of reflect and go, okay, what are the big moves that I want to make in the next 12 months? And I know whether you've bought somebody else's business or whether you've been in business for a really long time, it can feel really hard to take the initiative to change. It's so much easier. It is so much easier for us as human beings to be able to stay in the same routine that we're in. Your primitive brain is so driven by energy conservation that it's going to come up with so many reasons why you shouldn't do something. It's going to come up with so many reasons why you shouldn't change your name, why you shouldn't launch that business, why you shouldn't close the shop, why you shouldn't just completely pivot into plants and homewares. It's going to come up with so many reasons why you shouldn't launch the flower school, why you shouldn't say no to weddings, why you shouldn't raise your minimum. Like your brain by programming is going to come up with lots of reasons why you should not do something. It doesn't mean that you are broken. It means that you are a human being with a human brain. Giving yourself permission to keep iterating the same way that Apple does, the same way that all the software engineers do is so incredibly helpful. And I love really reminding myself of that freedom, of that idea of going, okay, so 
we are going to keep iterating, keep experimenting, and keep evolving. And that leads me to the final note of this week's podcast. I have made the decision that we are going to hit pause on this podcast for 90 days because it's an incredible lesson for all of us to really bring all of these ideas together and to keep bringing yourself back into the possibility that simplicity might be the answer and the idea that less could be better. And I love when it comes to iterating and evolution to just do it in 90 day chunks because you can always go back. You can always relaunch your wedding service. You can always open up a new shop. You can always close your shop next quarter. But this idea of going, huh, I'm only going to navigate this in a 90 day window. This doesn't have to be a forever thing. This gets to be for a season and quite literally a season. (laughs) So at this moment in time, I am going to say we will regroup in 90 days. And I'll even say, you know what, if I don't regroup in 90 days, if you don't see a podcast 90 days from now, know that this has been a great experiment and it's working. (laughs) So permission granted to everybody to change your mind, hit pause on something that you feel like you are so capable at that feels easy, but you're wondering if it's really moving you in the direction that you want to go. Is it actually something that you've been holding on to that's making you feel like you're playing smaller than you could be? And I know when I started this podcast in 2018, 2019, it was one of the like only podcasts available to floral designers that actually talked about making money. And I see now this many years later, some amazing human beings who have taken the plunge and finally said, okay, I'll put my thoughts out into the world as scary and daunting as it is. So please, if it's been a while since you've looked at the podcasts available to florists, go out there and hit refresh. Jump on Spotify, jump on Apple Podcasts and just see what's out there. Give a little listen and see if anybody tickles your fancy. And just know that you can always come back and listen to the back catalog anytime you want. And as well, for those of you guys who are a super fan of the podcast and you're not inside Flower Boss Academy, come join us inside of Flower Boss Academy because there is a private podcast feed that has content updated every single week. So my friends, this is not a situation where I'm going to love you and leave you but I will circle back with my observations in 90 days time and give you a few of my next aha moments. But use this as your reminder to continue to iterate, to continue to really decide what's driving the value in your business and in your life and permission granted to change your mind any dang time you want to. And having said all of that, if you're looking for me, come find me over on YouTube. Just search Little Bird Bloom and we get to hang out. And I'm so excited for what we have planned there in 2023. This is like my next dream come true in terms of what we get to create. And if you're looking for coaching and support, come find us inside the Flower Boss Academy. My friends, it's the most amazing corner of the internet. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a business, feel more confident and make more money, that is the place to be. So as always, please take care of yourself, drive safely, drink your water, eat your veggies, get some sleep, 
And I'll talk to you all again very, very soon. Bye for now.